What is up, you guys? My name is Sabrina, and I get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire. I'm so excited for today. I'm so stoked that you guys are joining in for today. For those who are new here, welcome for the very first time. I'm so glad you joined into joined in for today's quick, fun episode for those who are coming back. Again, I thank you for your consistent love and support and joining in for this fun little episode that we're about to do. But let me just let me just give a quick little just a little disclaimer. I'm like very, very tired. <laughs> I woke up at six and yesterday I did the same. I woke up at six because I'm in training to become a Proverbs thirty one woman. Woohoo. <laughs> Round of applause to me. Like I have no idea how Homegirl did it in Proverbs. I don't know how she did it but it was consistency and obedience and just how much she was dedicated to god so i want to be that way i want to be just like the promise to one woman and also not just me but my older sister is also in training for that as well so round of applause to her and her commitment and obedience to that i just felt like i had to share that because i'm super super tired not only that but i hit the gym with my sister my other older sister last night and we came we came back later than we should have and I took a shower very late and then went to bed very late. So I'm tired, but I had a little energy drink. It wasn't all that great. It was kind of nasty and I wanted to throw up, but that's just besides the point. <laughs> so if I have a little tongue twisters, a little slip ups here and there, that is because I'm very, very tired. But this is all for the glory of God. So I couldn't put this off. And plus, this is the episode that you guys wanted to do. But before we jump into today's episode, make sure you go check out last week's episode titled 10 Commandments. I know, sounds boring. It sounds like, ugh. But still, I promise you the Holy Spirit was speaking in so, so many ways. So I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you through that episode where pretty much I just talked about how and why the Ten Commandments are very, very important and how they should be played out in our lives and why God slash Jesus gave us these commands to follow. So make sure you go check that out. Also, if you're an OG listener, if you're an OG viewer, you know I've done debatable Christian questions episode before with the amazing stephanie i don't remember what episode it was but i know it's somewhere down there but i have done this episode before so this will be a part two to it so if you guys want to check out part one or the first one that it did with stephanie make sure you go check that out because that one was also really fun and cool to talk about and then come back to today's so obviously like i explained last episode you guys really wanted me to do this after the Ten Commandments, so I made an agreement, I said it, that it was going to be played out, that the script was ready, and the script is, and I'm ready to go for today. So let's just jump right into it. Today we're going to be discussing the highly debatable questions that are being asked around the world. Now, quick, quick disclaimer. Yes, these are topics and questions that are being asked about God, Jesus Christ, and how all this looks. My opinion slash answer may be different from others based on what they believe keep that in mind please keep that in mind because i will talk about that soon i go based off what the bible says amen period done point blank that's it and how my relationship with god has been pretty much my walk what i've been through how i overcame it and all that stuff so if you want to believe it that's totally up to you if you don't you don't but if it's from the bible i if i were you i'd believe it so there's that but please keep that in mind that the opinion answers are based off what I've read in the Bible, what I've done, what I've, how my relationship with God has gone, and other answers are just different because of what people believe in. Keep that in mind. So keep that keep that in mind and into consideration. So without further ado, let's just get straight to it. First question right off the bat: Should baby baptism be normalized or just believer baptism? 
Now, what I mean by baby baptism, I mean like infants, newborns, you know, toddlers that are like two or three. <clears throat> That's baby baptism. Now, believer baptism is someone who's able to understand the idea of baptism and is a believer and follower in Christ. I personally don't think we should normalize baby slash infant slash newborn baptism whatsoever. I don't think that babies are able to grasp the whole idea of what baby of what baptism is or what it means exactly. So for those who don't know what baptism is, I can go on another episode and discuss the whole thing about baptism, but just a quick short summary. Um, God speaks to Aaron about this in Exodus 30, where it talks uh, about how the water signifies purity or cleansing from sin and devotion for God. So that was when God was telling Aaron, hey, before you enter a home or a tent, as they called it, um, get a bowl and fill it with water and before you enter the home um cleanse your feet like wash your feet off from like all the dirt so you're not entering into a home with dirtiness so obviously what do we use for water i mean what do we use for baptism we use water i like spoiled the answer whoops again i'm tired (laughs) what do we use for baptism we use water so obviously water when we do baptism we go down as the old cleansing off the dirt all the sins purifying us again as we come back up being reborn and as it says in says in acts 22 verse 16 and now what are you waiting for get up be baptized and wash your sins away calling on his name so my thing is if baptism and the water represents cleansing of sins and making us purified and devoted to god how can an infant need a cleansing of their sins how can an infant be purified if they're just being brought to the world or a toddler who's like two or three? You know, what sins have they committed? I mean, maybe crying too much. Is that a sin? No, it's not a sin. <laughs> just joking. Just joking. But that, I don't know, that's just something I kind of ask myself and ask people like, what's the whole point of having baptism for a baby who doesn't really know what baptism is? They don't even know what the water like signifies. They don't even know what it actually means. So how can a baby be baptized? I know... I know for me, I can say I was very, very confused when I got baptized, quote unquote, quotation marks, um, because I grew up Catholic. So obviously I was a kid. I don't remember exactly. I remember vivid imagery, imageries. Whoa. I remember vivid memories of being baptized. I think I was with my mom and my grandma. I remember them, you know, holding me, not holding me, like tying me down, but they like kind of put, let me down. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. They kind of they kind of bowed my head, like put my head near the bowl where the water was, and then the man, I'm guessing the pastor, went and put water on my forehead. I think I cried or whined. I'm not too sure how that went down, but I was scared. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know what this. I don't know who this man was. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, so I, I was lost. I was confused. I was. I didn't have no knowledge. I was pff, done. I was pure point blank. I was like, what is going on? So I feel like. Um, because I was lost and confused, I understand how if a toddler or a baby were to be baptized at such a young age, they don't even know what it symbolizes or what it means. So that being said, I feel like baptism is a self-choice. I feel like it's a choice that we ourselves can decide on our own. I believe that baptism is a believer and follower of Christ who is able to understand the idea of baptism and is able to decide to make that choice themselves. Now, I know for parents, especially who grow up in that religious way, keep that in mind, who grow up in that way, they feel the necessity to to baptize their babies to be automatically fully devoted to God. But that obviously there's another way for that. It's called child dedication. We do this at my church where we have the parent um, stand up with their child and pretty much dedicate their kids to God. Where they the parent tells God like, hey, 
have my child, have your way with my child. I fully dedicate my child to you, God. Like you allow that to happen. You give the permission to God for that to happen. And also the baptism at my church, we wait for them to to be a certain age, like 13, I believe, for them to be baptized because we feel like around that age, they're able to understand what baptism is and what it symbolizes, what it signifies, you know, the water and everything like that, like I just said. So parents who are listening, hi. <laughs> Um, but there's another way besides baptism, child dedication. So I highly, highly recommend that for your child who is 12 and younger or 13 and younger because they're able, they're at that age, they're not able to understand unless they're like around that teenage area. I feel like they are able to understand. So that's just my personal opinion on that. I don't think baby baptism should be normalized whatsoever. I don't think it is okay, but that's just going off what I said in the Bible, <clears throat> my personal experience, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, every time I'm recording, it feels like my throat is always hurting. But wrapping up that questioning and ju- jumping into the next one is, um, whew, it's a big one. It's Christian, is Christian rap considered secular music? Now, this one is a big, big one because I feel like the old generation and new generation kind of bump heads here. Where the old generation wants to keep it their way and the hymns, the more calm. While the new generation's like, you know what? Let's just come up with some good beats. Let's just pump it up, add a little, add a little flavor to it, you know. And I feel like they, they, the old and new generation can bump heads big, big time on that. <clears throat> Me personally, I don't consider Christian rap as secular music, along with Christian R and B, Christian bachata, Christian reggaeton. You know, my cultural Latina backgrounds. You know, or any gospel music outside of worship. Okay, now. <laughs> I know based on what I just said, people can take that out of context and say that if it's not of worship or it's outside of worship, it is secular. What I meant to say was different category of worship. Like for me, I like to separate my worship playlist from my gospel slash Christian playlist, as I like to call it, because I feel like to me, worship is an act of giving thanks to the Lord. It's an act of praising God for everything he's done in my life. I feel like it's a moment that I have with God. You know, as it says in Jeremiah um, 20, 13, it says, sing to the Lord, give thanks to the Lord. So I feel like worship is an act of singing and giving thanks to him. It's more of a different feeling. Now, I'm not saying the gospel music, you know, the Christian rap, R&B, isn't giving thanks to the Lord. Trust me, they, they, they spit in facts, you know, they speak in their testimonies and all. I just feel like worship is a bit different where it's more intimate with God and like a one-on-one. So I per it still goes the same. I personally don't think the Christian or the gospel music outside of like the more meaningful ones is secular because I feel like at the end of the day, they're still speaking about the word of God. They're still glorifying him instead of like these other artists who really don't talk about God as much. Now I've met people who believe that listening to Christian, that Christian style or anything that is not of worship, like elevation or you know all those big hits ones that that are not of them is secular based on the style and how the artist is or how it sounds which is understandable because music nowadays is just unholy left and right in so many different ways where you can hear it through the lyrics you can even see through the music videos how secular and demonic all these nowadays artists bands groups or whatever you like to call it are just so demonic you can see it in the music videos and the lyrics like i said and sometimes you can even hear in the sounds where it's like demonic chants you know i can definitely do another episode on that because that is great to talk about and for it to be known to expose the devil amen hallelujah Ooh, that was good <laughs> but obviously you can see it and hear it through the lyrics that is all demonic which that's why i totally understand why people can see rap as being demonic but if i'm being honest 
if you're only looking at that Christian style of music in that way, to me that just tells me you're only paying attention to how this how it sounds instead of what the artist is saying, what the artist is actually trying to say through the lyrics. Because if that's the case, when you're listening to worship music, when you're listening to those um, more intimate ones with God, are you listening to how the music sounds or are you listening to what the lyrics are saying? Because me personally, I listen to the lyrics. I've always been that way. I've always been the lyrical person because I feel like the lyrics are meaning everything because the lyrics speak up about a person's story, about how the person is feeling. Because obviously, um, what was it? <laughs> I had a brain fart. I don't even know what I was saying. But I was, I was talking about lyrics. Um, the lyrics, they speak a lot. They speak a lot through music and sound just adds a more feeling to it but i feel like lyrics speak a lot so when i listen to worship music i like to straight dive into the lyrics and like looking if they speak the word of god i know one christian rap artist i really like listening to shout out to him emmanuel the prophet i think he's amazing his song his lyrics talk about his testimony and bashing on the enemy and just amazing amazing lyrics and it's just that's just how i look at it even though it is rap or r&b or stuff like that people speak th about their testimonies and give thanks still to the lord so i personally don't think that it is secular and again if you're only looking at it on how it sounds because it's rap or if it's r&b and some r&b music is our secular or anything that is not of worship or the old generation how they like it then you're only paying attention to the sound and not the lyrics so that comes back to the point if you're if you're listening to worship music are you actually listening to the lyrics or are you actually listening to how it sounds if that's the case, I would definitely work on that because lyrics are very, very important. Words of a person are very, very important. It tells a story. It tells how they feel. I can go on and on about that. But that's just, that's just pretty much all I had to say on that because I feel like the world changes <laughs> a lot. And especially nowadays in this generation where people are trying to catch up to the latest trends, the latest styles. And that can go with shoes, handbags, laptops, cups, and all that stuff. And all of it could be used by the enemy the enemy could make it and be like oh my gosh i'm gonna use this to deceive these people but i feel like god by the power of god he could turn that around and use it for his glory i feel like he could change it and turn it for the glory of him as it says in this in the song sea of victory by elevation worship shout out to them there's a lyric that says you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good meaning god can take what the enemy what the enemy tried to build what the enemy wanted for us to you know be deceived by he can take it and turn it for good so i believe that that the enemy may have made the rap. The enemy may have made the music industry so demonic, so evil. But I feel like God can even take that. Because he's God after all. I feel like God can take that and turn it around. And use it for his glory. And use people as his vessels to share the gospel. To share their testimonies. And offer the glory of God. So I personally think that God can take anything and turn it around for his glory. Because he is God. I mean, nobody can stop the move on God. If it's God's will, nothing can stop him. My mom gave me that quick little advice, so shout out to my mama for that. But that's just how I personally feel. I don't think anything like Christian rap or Christian R&B or, you know, reggaeton or bachata. Shout out to my older sister who put me on for those songs. I didn't even know those existed. But those types of music, I feel like, aren't secular. I feel like at the end of the day, they speak the word of God. They speak about their testimony. They give thanks. They still praise him. I, I think that it, it isn't secular, that it is still part of worship, just in a different category. So... I'll wrap, I'll wrap that question up. I'll let you decide on what you want to do with that. But this last last one, I only did three questions, if you have noticed. I only did three because when I was setting this stuff up, I realized I put a lot of questions 
and there was a lot of information under them and it was going to be like maybe a 30 minute episode and that's i don't want a 30 minute episode i know you guys don't want a 30 minute episode or maybe you do let me know but i just saved a lot of time from a lot of yapping because i could do a lot of talking which i am now so i'll shut up and jump into the next question so the third question oh it's a big big one and i know because i've jumped in or got pulled into these types of debatable not arguments but these big old debacles so this question is number three did judas i don't know how to say his name judas Ascarat, um or known as judas the betrayer go to hell or heaven hmm big 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 question this is a huge question because there's always two sides when it comes to this it's always based on a person's belief aka religion like i said keep that in mind where they feel like Jesus, Judas, whoa, Judas is in hell because he betrayed Jesus. But then people also think that he's in, he's Judas, he's in heaven because he was a disciple. He was still chosen by Jesus. But aren't we all, aren't we all chosen by Jesus? Anyways, so that's where the big, big debate on yes, he's in heaven. No, he's not in heaven. He's in hell. And then people are like, no, he's not in hell because he's a disciple, blah, 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 blah. So... A big backstory, a bit of a backstory, oh my gosh, I'm so, so tired, I'm sorry. A bit of a backstory about Judas. Obviously, he was one of the disciples who had betrayed Jesus. Jesus had also predicted that, predicted that he was going to betray him and told his disciples, not specifically his name, but has said like, hey, one of y'all sin has turned your backs on me, so, you know. So he told his disciples about the betrayals that were going to happen. And this is all mentioned in the four Gospels, a.k.a. the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you want to go verify it, you can. Go read the four Gospels. There are beautiful, beautiful miracles and testimonies and stories of Jesus and his life. Again, going back on topic, that is all mentioned in there. Now, most of you may know not only did Judas betray Jesus, but also Simon, Simon Peter also betrayed Jesus. He denied him and betrayed him three times. And Jesus had predicted, predicted that as well. So, if Simon Peter also betrayed and denied Jesus, how come there isn't no big debacle about him being in heaven or hell? Like, let's just be honest. He he also did betray him, just like Judas did. They went, by, they went behind his back. Simon Peter denied him three times. Judas went to go turn him in and have him killed. So, those are big, big betrayals. So, how come no one is asking if Simon Peter is in hell or is he, is he in heaven? Because as you can see in the book of Acts, if you read the book of Acts, you can see how Simon Peter continued to be a disciple of Christ. He still, after what he did, he repented and he asked for forgiveness. And he continues to live the life that God wanted him to live. He continued that path. He went and preached the gospel. He went to go cast out demons and, you know, all these things. He continued the life that Jesus taught him because he repented and asked for forgiveness. So there is no big debacle anymore because of what you can read later on. Now, did Judas do the same? Where's Judas in all this? Um, no, I don't, I don't think he did the same. In Matthew 27, like I said, you can find this in all the four gospels. Matthew 27, three, um, it says he, as in Judas, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders that was the money they gave him to turn in Jesus. Ugh, Judas. Anyways, so where was Judas after that? After Judas tried to turn in the money, they wouldn't take it. So then he got mad, blew up, threw the money at them, and he ran off and went to go hung himself on a tree. 
So Judas died. Judas, you know, he he pretty much killed himself. Like, he didn't really... Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about him repenting or him asking for forgiveness. But it does say, don't get me wrong, it does say in Matthew 27, 3, he was seized with remorse. Okay, so he felt sorry. He felt guilty. He felt wrong. He felt guilty for his wrongdoing. So obviously... He's in heaven, right? Since he felt sorry, you know, at least that's what he felt. Or at least that's what people would ask me if I talk about this. Say he felt sorry. He felt guilty. So, you know, isn't that the same thing? No, <laughs> it's not the same thing. That doesn't matter. A very known pastor, Billy Graham, shout out to him, says there is a difference between feeling sorry over something we have done and actually repenting. See, Judas only felt sorry. He felt actually really guilty. That's what we mostly feel when we feel guilty about turning away from God or committing a sin against God. That is conviction. Judas felt convicted. Now, it is our duty as a disciple, as a chosen one of Jesus, to repent and ask for forgiveness. To tell God, I repent for my sins. Ask, I ask for forgiveness, Heavenly Father, for the sin I've committed. And I repent from it. And... You just ask God to guide you in the right path so that you may not turn back. Because repenting, again, is turning away from that sin and moving forward and never returning back. Now, as you can say, Judas felt sorry. He felt very, very guilty. He felt convicted from the Holy Spirit. Or not at the time. But he felt very, very convicted of the wrong actions that he just committed. And he never really repented. He didn't ask for forgiveness. He got mad, blew up, and went to go hung himself on a tree like i said billy graham even says it there's a difference between feeling sorry over something we've done there's a difference in doing that and asking and actually repenting or actually asking for forgiveness so with all that information from the bible and everything that i just said you know why are people still thinking that jesus is in heaven why do people still have debacles or debates or all that type of stories about jesus being in heaven when it literally says in scripture that he had remorse he felt guilty but nowhere did it say he repented and he went to go hang himself on a tree where exactly to say later on in the new testament that judas did this judas did that judas repented nowhere does it say that so why are people saying with all the information from the bible because we're supposed to believe in the word of god which is the bible which is the gospel the good news the truth why are people still debating on this on this simple question of judas is in heaven and hell which is easy. I Like I said, it's religion. I told y'all guys to keep that in mind. Religion. Religion is a big, big thing. The reason why there are these different types of questions and debacles about Christian life or how to follow God or the do's and don'ts is because of religion that people have. They follow the religion instead of having a relationship with God. They choose religion over a relationship. Now, I'm not saying that people who choose a religion don't know the word of God. I've met some people who are Catholic or Jehovah Witness, and they know the Word of God. They have built a relationship with God because they know it, but they still choose to obey their religion and not God's Word. They still worship statues and don't believe what the Bible says to believe because of the religion they follow. They choose to follow the religion and not to follow God's word. They know the word of God. They know these things. But they still choose to follow the religion. Because that's what they're taught. And that's what the enemy tells them. That's what they are being deceived by. Now. Usually before I start filming. I like to obviously read the Bible. That's what I did this morning. Amen. Proverbs 31 woman coming in clutch. But I read the Bible. And I was in Acts. In the book of Acts. That's where I'm studying at right now. And I usually like. After I read the Bible. I like to go over the script for 
the episode of the day. I like to run it over, check if there's any tweaks or any of that sort. But I was, as I was going through the script, I realized that the word that I read was the same thing as the word that I'm giving today. So I was like, you know what? Let me put a little snippet, what I just learned from the Bible, and place it into the same script, which is all God. Like, I was very, very shocked how that's what I read and how it's the same thing what I'm preaching today and I made the script uh maybe Monday Monday and last Friday and I just read the word of God today so <laughs> that's God right there that I just thought that was amazing but like I said this morning I was reading the book of Acts specifically Acts 15 in that chapter the Jews went to preach to the Gentiles and told them that if they don't follow the law of Moses if they don't get circumcised or da 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 if they're not specifically following them they're not going to be saved they're just done they're dead for and when Paul and Barnabas heard about this, Paul, the apostle Paul and Barnabas, who was a replacement of Judas, heard this, they had a little debate with the Jews, asking them, like, what do you mean? Like, are you sure? Like, like, what are you guys talking about? They were all confused. So afterwards, Paul and Barnabas and the other believers went to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about the situation. So they went to the, the Jerusalem council, as they like to call it. So they had a little talk asking how they were able to solve this and what they needed to do to solve this. So Simon Peter, the homie, the one that betrayed Jesus, the one we just talked about, obviously he changed his life in the book of Acts. You can see it. Simon Peter speaks up and he says in verse 9, uh, these aren't the words exactly in verse 9, but this is the summarization where he says, where he says, God knows our hearts, and yet he sent the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles and has received them as their own for his works. So why can't we? Then he says in verse 11, we believe it is through the grace of of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as we are we are saved by grace not by the obedience of the law aka religion so in the light of the finished work of Jesus it offends God it hurts God and makes God kind of upset that we go to go back to the law aka religion it offends God when we go back to religion even after what Jesus did back then yes I tell my younger sister this and I tell a lot of people this back then it was necessary to follow the the little rituals that the Jewish um, people had they had these little ritual rituals just like Catholics they have these little religions they have to do or do da, 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 da. so they had to follow specifically the law of Moses the commandments on the other hand are still mandatory to this day like I said I made the episode last week so I explained a lot of that in that episode so if you want clarity make sure you go check that out please this is your confirmation to go listen to it right now but like i said the commandments are still mandatory but there is specific laws of moment and i know it talks a lot about it in leviticus as well because i know leviticus is a very hard book to read just because of so many laws that are needing to be played out but those are the specific laws of moses that these jewish people were following the jews were following and they were telling these gentiles oh you need to follow you need to convert to the Jewish religion. You need to convert to our stuff so you can be saved, which is not true. They were trying to, the Jews were trying to tell the Gentiles they need to be religious. They need to follow this. They need to follow that. But this was after Jesus' crucifixion and dying and raising, rose again and descended to heaven and the Holy Spirit filling them in. So because of what Jesus and what he did for us, we no longer, they no longer, the Jews had to follow the rituals or the religion that they were telling them to follow, what the law of Moses told them to follow. Because of what Jesus did for dying on the cross for our sins, going to the grave, <laughs> beat death and went up to heaven and sent it the Holy Spirit to us. Because of that, we don't have to follow the religion. The Jews didn't have to follow that religion anymore. It's all about what the Bible says and our relationship with God. 
That's why these debatable topics are still going on because of religion. Religion is a big, big thing. And I think people need to get the hint that religion is not, not important. I mean, the religion is not important. I said not, not. Again, I'm sorry. But religion is not important. It's all about what the Bible says and the relationship. And we have to remember, yes, those laws, those specific laws of the Mo of Moses were very, very important and very, very necessary to be played out. But because it's sacrificial of Jesus, we no longer have to follow those religions, those rituals, those laws anymore, except the Ten Commandments. Again, I explained that last episode. Go check that out right now. But because of Jesus and what he did for us so that we wouldn't have to go through that consequence, we no longer have to follow those those laws. We no longer have to be religious or follow that to be, be specifically saved by God. As Simon Peter as Simon Peter says, we are it is by grace, through grace our Lord Jesus, that we are saved just as we are. We no longer have to follow the religions or the rituals or anything of that sort. We just need to follow what the Bible says in our relationship with him. And through Jesus we are saved. It is the finished work of Jesus, and it offends God if you go back to the laws, back to the religions, even after what Jesus did for us. But that's where I'll end it for today. I really hope today was a fun, quick little episode, even though it could have been a lot. It could not have been a lot, even if it was just three questions. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really I really enjoyed it personally, even though I'm like tired and my throat hurts. But um, I really love getting to do this with you guys and sharing the word of God with you guys and hoping to encourage you guys, so on and so forth. So if you guys haven't already, make sure you go follow the social media accounts, TikTok, Instagram, the YouTube channel. Go follow the YouTube channel. Shout out to the YouTube channel that I just created. So make sure you go subscribe to there for easier access and hopefully upcoming vlogs. Mm, mysterious, mysterious. Um, but yeah, go follow the Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, is there anything else? No, there's no other social media accounts. So we should go follow that. Enable. You're able to reach out to us and suggest anything you guys want me to cover on or any of that sort of thing you need prayer i got you don't even worry it's in the bag i got you but that is it for today's episode please reach out if there are any suggestions any comments or anything you would like to leave please reach out please 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 i will always be here i literally do nothing besides do this and give my time do nothing i give my time to god and i'm a proverbs 31 woman in training period so that is it for you guys uh thank you for, thank you for joining in today and I love you all. God bless. Have an amazing day.